Hey friends, this is Noelle, just popping in to announce that we have a very special episode of the podcast for you today. We will be debuting our new sideshow, Fashion with Friends, which is going to be a monthly relaxed fit episode where we catch up with fashion and pop culture news, TikTok discourse, and chat with some of our besties about their experience in the industry. And don't forget to follow us on all of our platforms at Sample Size Media. Now let's get into the show. Wow, I said 2020, didn't I? You did. I said Oh my god. I just want one single episode where like I understand time and no, physics and dates. Like it's not real. Jesus Christ. My brain honestly, like Covetina Covetina and depression fried my brain cells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not it for anyone. But you know, we're slowly okay. getting it back. Hey guys, this is uh this is Sample Size Podcast. Yeah. Hold on. Wait a minute. This Let me stop. Me. This is not Sample Size Podcast. Uh, this is Fashion with Friends. Yeah, we need a different, we need a remix of the gunshot noises for yeah. Fashion oh, with yeah. Friends. We need like a new one. Boom. A Jersey Club remix, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah it's very, yeah, very, very fitting. Yeah. Very fitting. Hit it to the beat. Hit it to the beat. Yeah, it would be perfect. Oh my God, guys. We're going to hire part two featuring uh, Ice Spice. That's what it's going to be. Honestly. You see, you're loving that. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. So I, I, I love, I love Princess Ice Spice. I love her down. Like I am actually president of her fan club, but I did but not like the remix. I did. I like the aesthetics. I, I'm here for the vibes. Yes, yes. Oh my god, beautiful vibes, vibes, beautiful, beautiful gowns, vibes, beautiful gowns. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, beautiful outfits, but it's like when she's not on a drill beat, it just, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not for me. I thought it was cute. You know what? I will be fine with the other spice cabinets. We will be in the back. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm gonna play it. Don't get me wrong. Like she's yeah, yeah. she's getting played, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, you know what? It's cute. You know, she's out here trying different things. We love it. Cute yes. for the girls. Okay, absolutely. We're kind of- we're kind of all over the place, but that is fashion with friends. You see us with like no real ideas, just having fun with our friends. And so let us introduce our friend here, Sydney. Hi, how are you? Hi guys. I'm so happy and so nervous to be here. Oh my god. Nervous? <laughs> no, 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 thank Why? you. Why? Because I know that this podcast is like your guys' baby. You guys are so passionate Aww. and you put so much work into this. So you having me as a guest is seriously such an honor. So thank you guys so much. I've never done a podcast before. So Oh my God. No, like we it's so weird because like we feel like you have like been like an unofficial team member the whole time. Like literally from like season zero, we're always like Sydney this, Sydney that, like da 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 da. Like it's amazing to finally have you on because like it really is a full circle moment. It really, really yeah. is. I forget how I even got connected with Noelle and through Noelle I met Jaden. Like I think it was Twitter. It was on Twitter. But I mean Twitter I, does I, I forget how I found you on Twitter. Because I don't think we even had mutuals or something, but there might have been some fashion mm. moment and I was searching up like what are people talking mm. about? And yeah. I, I found you, loved your vibe, saw you had a podcast, and I was like, oh bet. Like I wanna be friends with this girl. That's so crazy. Like 
I don't know. Like, I think back to, like, of course, like, me and Jaden met on Twitter, too. And, like, it's wild how those people, like, back when I was, like, literally just bored scrolling on fashion Twitter have become, like, my closest, closest associates. And, like, the people that, like, have stuck with me through, like, some of the lowest lows and, like, highest highs in my life. And I don't know. It's just really sweet. I'm so glad that we can finally come together and do something. Me, too. It's It's super powerful. Yeah, love you guys. Love you too. Here we go already. Here we, we go. Already. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's what we are. But we know Sydney very well and we are obsessed with Sydney. But to let you guys know Sydney, we're going to ask a little bit of questions. So, first, getting out there because Nola and I often forget what is your name and your social handles? Everyone has to follow you. Give it okay. to them. My name is Sydney Rella, period. Sid Nasty, you know, whatever you want to call me. Um, no, it's good. My name is Sydney. My <laughs> socials are Sydneyrella underscore. It's S Y D N E Y R E L L A underscore. Um, yeah. What was the other question? Perfect. Okay, Sydney. So, what are your interests and your history with fashion? Like, how'd you get here? So, I feel like everyone says this is kind of cliche, but it's always like, I've loved fashion since I was at a young age. I've always been passionate about it, blah, blah, blah. But it's true. Like, we had uniforms at my school. And even as a kid, like, mom gets so mad at me. She's like, girl, it's not a fashion show. Like, come on, get dressed, go to school. But, like, that was me (laughs) anyway. I could, like, alter my clothes or stand out. I was all over it. Um, Obviously, grew up watching America's Next Top Model. Um, And then... The classics. The classic messy queen. Um, And then in middle school... I was going to jail, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> okay no okay yeah honestly because she she is like the archetype of like the psychotic reality tv uh host and we kind of just like let her do psychological torture on these models i mean i really think tyra and like devil wears prada that type of like fashion person who holds authority Ooh. i'm sorry it translates into real life and i'm like Ooh. it's honest like I'm yes sorry. <laughs> Yes, literally art, Im- no, life imitating art. art yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, okay. So then in middle school, I was obsessed with YouTube, right? And I was watching like, days, get ready with me, room tours. And then one day it clicked like, okay, if these girls can make this content, why can't I? So I just started making videos on YouTube. And then um, I got really into makeup for a while. I went to cosmetology school during high school. And then I thought I was just going to be like a makeup artist and like a content creator. And I applied to colleges just in case, just to see what would happen. And I ended up getting a full scholarship. So I was like, well, fuck, I, I got to go to college now. Like if it's paid for right. <laughs> like, it. Right. It's wanted, not on my bill. Exactly. Like I wanted to do makeup, but I felt like I couldn't pass up the opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually went to school for business at first because it was just broad and did, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then when yeah. I discovered there was a girl on my floor um who was a fashion major and i had just like failed my algebra test or something and i was crying and (laughs) i like i messaged her i messaged her on groomy and i was like girl like i think you have on your door like written on your door outside that you're a fashion major can you can you please talk to me and tell me how that is because i need something more creative i am not good at like all this numbers and finance and it's not my language yes after that moment thank god for that algebra test because that's like okay i need to do a switch and then once i found fashion it was like duh like this is what i have yeah it clicked yeah i should have been in this my entire life so yeah that's amazing that's kind of how i got that's amazing especially like 
having like kind of like the foresight and the guts to like go after it and like ask someone else for help directly because like I know my ass in undergrad I definitely would have just snuck around like been on google like trying to figure it out myself and like I'm like so envious of people who are able to actually get like an education in fashion even though people are like iffy about it but like I feel like in the end it does help you navigate the industry and kind of like the like the networking aspect of it like i'm girl i feel so out of a touch out of touch with like that entire process like honestly i know there's college is so debatable and i completely like can see perspectives on each side but for me like i didn't grow up around people that had like nine to five professional well-paying jobs like my parents yeah. didn't go to school i was the oldest child like that was never a reality for me for me i didn't know that you could work in a creative field like i didn't know fashion was a job so if i didn't go yeah. to college like i would have never been exposed and learned that this is a whole industry and like i could actually have a career in this so yeah that's why i'm yeah. super super grateful that i was able to go to school and that i was able to like ask someone for advice and i learned a lot in school honestly like about the technical side of it, the marketing side of it. I, I'm sorry, yeah. I have to advocate for going to school for fashion all day. If you yeah. can, if you're able to, I think that is important. Should. Yeah, and like nowadays, like I follow a lot of um, like pages that talk about like the fashion education system, yeah. and it seems like a lot of the curriculum is more so headed headed towards like the marketing aspect and like the graphic design aspect which are like skills that are taught within like traditional like institutions anyway not like advocating like saying everyone should go to college but like unfortunately the hands-on skills and kind of like the tactile thing is like not something that they're teaching in the schools as much anymore yeah like you're learning 3d modeling now yeah 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 Yeah. it's all being like digitalized so Mm -hmm. you know so after college or the end of your college experience, what happened next? Because I know a little bit about your history, but you got to give <laughs> yes. it to us. Give us the story. Okay. So I feel so, again, corny, like having to go back to the beginning of my life. But like YouTube was everything for me. Like since I was mm-hmm. like creating content and making videos, um, Maybelline, this was like my junior year. No, this is the end of my sophomore year. Maybelline was launching a college ambassador program. And they found me from my YouTube channel. They were launching this program at Ohio State and they were looking for girls to reach out to be ambassadors. Um, so they emailed me and they were like, hi, like we're Maybelline. We saw that you create content and we're looking for someone to be an ambassador. Um, so I applied, I got it. I met one of my greatest friends and also colleagues in this industry. Her name is Erin. Um, and we were ambassadors together and they actually Aww. had this program at like certain um schools throughout the country and they were all like big 10 or sec schools they weren't like art schools they weren't fashion schools so it was kind of girls that were just like me and this was our first like big break working in this industry um yeah and that was incredible like i had to create content weekly we had to do like on-site marketing events and then they actually took us to fashion week and that changed like my entire life i was like oh shit like i'm being taken to fashion week on a brand trip by maybelline cosmetics like yeah that's an insane opportunity. Absolutely insane. Like I was just in eighth grade, like using Maybelline out of my mom's kitchen counter. Uh, oh my God. The like, old, like the fat chunky oh mascara yeah. tubes. Yes. Uh, it, I used it was, to steal those from CVS. You see, that's what I was going to say, but I wasn't going to add myself. 
never mind. I mean, this this podcast is satire. Okay, That's everything I say no. is satire. Okay, I'm a clown. <laughs> Thank you for that. Let me not incriminate myself. Yeah, but. That's like how I got my start. That was when I was like, okay, this is kind of like the big leaks because I had just changed my major in mm-hmm. fashion the year before. And that was when I was like, mm-hmm. oh shit, this is like actually a real thing. So yeah. then junior year, boom, COVID happens. So <sighs> COVID, oh, our good friend. Right, <laughs> the COVID <laughs> college girls, me and you, sis. Very, very rough. So I was like, bro, <sighs> fuck. <laughs> like I finally, I made it to college. I'm doing what I want to do. God damn it. Like everything always gets taken away from me. Like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to go back on campus. I'm not going to be able to intern or do whatever. Um, so I was like, you know what? One thing about Cinderella, she's going to get her back period. One way or another. Period. I flipped that. Sydney stays with the right. job. Stays with the really, job. really stays with the job. Like yeah. never lacking. Let me tell you, Sydney and Kiki Palmer. <laughs> Twins. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Miss oh. Kiki Bob. Listen, because I, I do get down. Like I will get my ass kicked time and time again, but period, bitch. Bitch. one way or another. Exactly. I'm going to get back up. <laughs> Uh, so then I was like, okay, like, how can I flip this? And at that time, I had lost my job because of COVID. So I was getting those fat unemployment checks. And I had oof. a scholarship. So I was saving so one. much money, like hundreds of dollars every week off of this. And then my scholarship money came. I was jo- like, bro, I have to do something. Joseph. Like, with I miss the pandemic. I, I miss the pandemic so much. Yeah. Please. Sure right. What happened to them student loans being paid off? Joseph. <laughs> right, because I ain't forget about that. Nasty. Nasty word. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well. I think Camilla has the fumes from her silk presses. She just forgot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, okay, yes. So Yeah, pandemic. Yeah, I had all this money and I was like, I had always my goal was always to make it to New York. But I knew it was so mm-hmm. expensive there. I knew that I didn't go to like fashion um, Parsons or FIT. I didn't have yeah. a family to where they could just pay my rent and I could just intern there for free because that's what the mm. calls for is to work for free. Yeah. Um, so I was like, dude, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity where I can have my rent paid. I can be in school virtually and I can mm-hmm. afford to move to New York. So I did it. Literally this whole, ha- this whole thing happened within like a month. I think it was like July and I just got my school check and I was like, okay, yeah. like, what am I going to do? All my classes are virtual. Am I going to stay in Ohio for what? Yeah. I didn't know it was like that like tight of a timeline. That's crazy. It was super, super last minute. Like from the whole month of July, I had found an apartment, found roommates, sold all my shit, done. Oh. Like Oh my God, you were not playing around. I wasn't like honestly the whole pandemic, I was like watching YouTube <laughs> videos about how people moved to New York. I was reading articles about the different yes. yeah. I was listening to podcasts. Like I was putting in the work. Those good old apartment tour YouTube videos. Yes, I was like, where is Bed Stuy? What is Brooklyn? Like, I, I didn't even know what the. I didn't know. Like, right. I didn't know what the boroughs were. I didn't know like. Right, you have to figure that all out. Yeah, like, I was coming from somewhere so far away, and like that wasn't always a reality for me. So I really had to do all the research. And this is a sidebar. Yeah. Like, again, I'm not trying to be a gatekeeper. Like, I love helping people when I can, it but really it really is. does like kind of grind my gears when I get girls in my DMs or like, hey, so like, how'd you do this? And how'd you do this? And how'd you do that? Because it's like- No, I'm pro gatekeeping. I'm, a, I'm pro, this is a, a this is, 
No, no this is a pro gatekeeping podcast. Like, especially, especially when it comes to like New York shit. Cause I feel like if you can't even do the research to make it work, there's no way you're going to survive here. Thank you like, for like, putting I, words. Yeah. It's literally, like, free. Exactly. Like you're already setting yourself up for failure. That is so fucking true. Like if you're really excited and passionate and you're gonna no. get out the mud by any means necessary, like this episode, yeah. see how like I was like, I would see a picture like, really of like, like for example, a Grammy because we're gonna talk about that later. And like I would like go through yeah. every single yeah. body. Oh yeah, by the way, listeners, we will be talking about the Grammys <laughs> tonight. Oh sorry. sorry. <laughs> we're gonna get there. <laughs> Eventually. But, that's, yeah. but this is relax why fit, baby. Love you. That's oh, why your, the listeners love you. This is why I love the podcast. Yeah, it's this so, is the relax fit. Exactly. Get into it, y'all. But no, like I'm going through everybody who's tagged, and I'm like, okay, who is the stylist? Who is the makeup artist? Who is the assistant yeah. makeup artist? Like when you're passionate, that's what you do. So it rubs me the wrong way when people just expect you to lay out. Okay, so I did X, Y, Z, and here's all my contacts, and here's this and that. Like, yeah. There's just a way to go about it. And I feel like that's the difference between someone who's like educated and like a traditional like uh, big state school education versus someone who went to like an FIT or something because like the way you approached it was like how a business major approaches getting a job opportunity where like you're going through, you're paying attention to like the networking, like you're physically going after those opportunities like you're making your name known or introducing yourself approaching it in like a very like practical way where like i think people like no that's like what i admire about you and like honestly what i relate to because i'm coming from that business background as well absolutely no have you guys ever seen um the kelly catrone show where she it's not called that what what is it called with kelly Kelly catrone show um she does pr people's revolution if you haven't watched it it's incredible she, okay in the 2000s like she ran people's revolution like most incredible pr firm she put on all the biggest fashion shows and they did like a reality tv show about her and she actually yeah. mentions that in her show that she loves to hire people from like state schools and not necessarily like the new york city fashion school nepo babies because like you will kind yeah. of work harder and put in more legwork because you don't just expect to kind of have it yeah i don't know like at the end of the day it's a it's a business mm-hmm. like there has to be someone who is yeah. like taking care of the actual like day-to-day business functions Absolutely. and who's someone who's like has to be competent enough to do that mm-hmm. um okay so uh, moving forward i forget where i left off okay so i moved to new york then this yes. was my Dead. my fall semester my senior year i was gung-ho ready to go crickets bitch. Mm-hmm. crickets bitch <laughs> like i got nothing yeah. the entire city was shut the fuck down like yeah Insane. Deep, deep, deep in the pandemic. Absolutely. So then, and I had only really planned to live in New York for one semester, go back for like my spring senior year, but COVID just kept getting worse. I got nothing out of moving there. So I chose to stay. And then thank God that spring semester, I had like an acquaintance. Like we weren't, we never even met each other in real life. Um, his name is mm-hmm. Red Lee. He went to Ohio State. He had known that <laughs> I was in New York and he knew of a modeling agency called New Icon that was looking for an intern. So he passed my yeah. contact info along. I showed up there. It was on my birthday, and I was just like, "Ah, a blessing!" Oh my god! <laughs> and they saw something in me, or they were desperate, and they hired me. Um, and they oh my god! Not they were desperate. <laughs> no, don't downplay yourself like that. Or I was a shining star. 
yeah i know that that's more like it thank you guys and that that was like the start of everything like it was so cool um being their intern i got to meet so many models i went out to like a company dinner and drinks were Mm -hmm. on the company and i was like oh my gosh i'm like living my sex in the city little fantasy the fantasy absolutely but the fantasy was just that a fantasy and this is no shade to new icon like at all but i mean like we said internships are unpaid so the only reason i was able to do this was because I had saved up all that money from COVID, from my scholarship, and I was yeah. in school. Um, so once I graduated, shit got really, really real, really, really mm-hmm. real. and it was not cute anymore. Like, yeah, that summer, first of all, it was so hard to get a job because I think New York had opened up like mm-hmm. April or May of that year. Yeah, that was the summer we met. That was the summer that we met, and things were just mm-hmm. opening up. Um, so it was yep. hard to find anything, let alone in fashion, I mean, even just like serving, like waitressing jobs, bartending jobs, like, yeah, everything was slow. Everything was slow. And I just, I did not want to go back home. Like I was loving New York. I felt like I didn't get to get oh, the full experience there. So I was stubborn and I stayed and I was broke as fuck. Like, yeah, it, it was rough. Like, honestly, like- when those like unemployment checks, like stopped coming around, <sighs> And like, oh, I, I had to go back as soon as I got, I, even though I like, I also lost my job in COVID and was like, okay, bitch, like, what the fuck are we doing? As soon as I start got a new job, I was like, okay, I kind of missed the unemployment checks. Yes. It was kind of nice. It was so nice. <laughs> I was kind of really relaxed and enjoying my life. Like I had to check. I had to check my balance before taking the subway. Cause I was like, I hope I have 275. Like, oh my God. It was that bad. <laughs> Yeah, getting back to reality was rough. Yes, it was. Um, so, but again, I'm grateful for that time because that's when I really, really, really put in work. Like, I revamped my whole LinkedIn. I made a website. I made a list yeah. of people that I admired in the industry, and I just sent cold emails. Um, and I was yeah. like, "Hi, my yeah. name is Sydney. Here's my resume. I love your work. This is why I'm reaching out to you. Fashion Week is coming up. If you need an intern or an, or an assistant, I would love to help you. If not, if you have a moment for coffee or a phone call, like I would really, really appreciate it." yeah and literally like i think i had two people reach out to me um which was dion cochran the casting director and then Mm -hmm. um anaya who who runs um a gold consulting yeah pr firm um and it was insane because like i got dinner with dion and we kind of clicked and then like that same day I got to meet Anaya, like, at Soho House. Like, she took us I literally remember the day that this happened. Like, I literally remember you telling me, yes, about you telling me about this and, like, being nervous about talking to them and, like, not sure, being, like, sure how to approach them. But, like, so wild. It was so wild that, like... It was so wild. I don't know. Especially, Especially since I feel like people are so scared to, like, do that type of footwork and just, like be honest about their situation and be like no i'm 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 young i'm hungry like i need opportunity like and that's my truth and again like these aren't like like the biggest names you would learn about and so yeah um because of that i was able to do fashion week with dion i helped her cast a couple shows um just as her assistant i mean like people would submit themselves i'd help her go through submissions and reach out to people and help with the scheduling um and so we did the ophelio laquan smith and house of ama and then even Amazing. Just, oh, those three our shows, faves. Like, literally. Yes, literally our faves. And like who's doing the PR? Anaya's doing the PR. Like and then like yeah. the stylists, like people that we know and talk about, we follow on Twitter. Like the next week I was meeting them in person. It was so surreal. Like because of one DM, because of one email. Like, yeah. I got all these opportunities. 
Um, and, and that then, Theophilia show was like the show of the season. The show. Yeah. Like it like from that moment on, like their brand like profile just like skyrocketed. Absolutely. It was amazing. And it, it was just insane that I got to be there and like even the models that I like met that day, seeing them where they are now or in their careers. Um mm-hmm. it's just incredible. And then after that I got to help Dion with the Met Gala too. Um Eben Thompson, the designer of the Ophelia, was invited to the Met Gala that year. And, yeah, um, and I mean amazing. and honestly, I was just doing assistant stuff. Like I was getting coffee, like I was picking up like shirts and underwear and like little random things i was taking bts content like but i got to right. be there and like i helped things because that's real me. life that's real life and like yeah. they're there all day from like maybe 7 a.m you're getting ready like you're making sure that the stylist is coming with the right jewelry yeah. and like me going to pick up food for them like that really does help the whole day run smoother me taking bts yeah. pictures and content like they're all so busy and stressed out like nobody else was there yeah. they wouldn't have that content any, any other way so right um, right it was not easy um and then after that, I had to move back home because, you know, cute, fashion week, right. Gala, I can't afford my rent. So I had to move back to right. Ohio. Um, right. I'm trying to say that, like, you've hit, like, such uh, impressive career highs and then also at the same time experience, like, the raw realities of, like, what this industry and kind of, like, requires. dealing with, like, job stability it's it's just the industry the industry is not like a stable industry and like one minute you're literally at the met gala and the next minute you're like recouping and trying to figure things out that's just the reality of it It, literally like i was so devastated when i had to move back home i felt like such a failure it was like whiplash like how was i just around all of these celebrities and do what i want to do and then like I have to pack up and but the way you the way basic like the way you like tuck and roll and like adopt to the situation really is like it defines your character because like what happened after you went home okay so let's get into it get into it let's get into it so you know i went home put my tail between my legs for a little bit no um, <laughs> you had to no, rest and recharge okay, you're right my family's like you stupid bitch like what are you doing no no no, no they Girl. my family they're so proud of me but uh, of course they're like you're skinny you're starving like you yeah are, but you're stressed yeah as yeah. fuck like they just want what's best for me um so then mm. you know me i'm never satisfied i wasn't done um no, i Sydney's I started applying for jobs again in New York. Um, and one job that I really wanted was a fashion assistant at W Magazine. I had been applying to this job like since I graduated school. So it had mm. been like for months at this point and nothing was getting through. But again, yeah. I just, I messaged the um, jewelry assistant on LinkedIn, Amir, incredible human. And I was like, hi, I want to work here basically. Like here's, no. here's what I'm about. Are you guys hiring? And he was like, actually we are. Like, here, go ahead, send me your resume, blah, blah, blah. And then again, it was like quick in a week. I yeah. interviewed, I got the job. Again, pack up my stuff. I had to get that girl out of my apartment because I was subletting my place. Move oh my God. Yeah, it was crazy. Like me, me and my roommate slash best friend, Katarina, we always say that like we were basically landlords. We were having girls in and out of that bitch. Like, no, like, not landlords. Okay, not landlords. Okay, but like property managers. Because uh, I was like, okay, yeah. I have to move out okay. before rent is due. Who can I get in yeah. here to fill this and like buy my furniture? Right. And, like, it was it You're was quick and it was hosting a model lodge. Like literally, yes, honestly, a model apartment. Like. Yeah, yeah. The way you were able to like get in and out of the city so quick was crazy to me too. Because like, 
everyone has like New York moving horror stories and I feel like you like both times were like just in and out like no issue it's because I'm so blessed to have family and friends that believe in me and that ride for me like my best friend Zoe oh, who's, I love that she's not my roommate in Miami now like she had drove the eight hours because she's in Miami girl she's in Miami right there's so much to this story like, she escaped to New York escaped to. escape out of New York I had to um but yeah like yeah. my friends and my family like they were like we're coming to get you um so if it wasn't yeah. for them, like, there's no way I could have done that for sure. But yeah, then I was working at W Magazine as a fashion assistant. Mm. Every crazy experience, I was like, this can't get any crazier. And then things just kept getting crazier. Like, I worked in the like, yeah. World Trade Center with Vogue. Like, I saw Anna Wintour in the flesh. Fucking insane. Bebop. Bebop. Yeah. Miss um, yeah. B.O.B. herself. It was just wild. Like, it was just, it was a different caliber for sure. Because that's, yeah. like, classic, like, like what I was doing with Fashion Week and the Met Gala, it was really culturally relevant, up and coming, young and hungry designers yeah. and people in the industry. W is like Fairchild industry, oh, yeah, full on. Nepo yeah. babies, like, like, yeah. Like, I don't want to say names that get me in trouble, but, but like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the people if that work there, stuff, we will believe. yeah, kind of like legacy, like yes, my mom worked here, my dad worked here, yeah, all that. Yes, like, like, why does your dad own NBC, babe? Like, why is your mom like casually? Like, right. Why like, does your dad have a Wikipedia page? Like, why is why is your name? <laughs> like, what's going on? So it was it was really hard for me. Like, I felt super out of place from the jump, and that was my first corporate yeah. job. So I didn't know how corporate was. Like, it's like when my, when my, that's wild to me that like and especially because like spoiler alert like the job conditions weren't as like comfortable as like corporate america but like having your first corporate experience be like something so out of the norm is insane it was genuinely wild like even just things as small as my boss sitting next to me and she would g-chat me or email me instead of speak to me I was so like confused. What? Oh, huh? Yeah. I mean, no one was mean to me at all. It just, I had never worked in a corporate environment of that caliber and I didn't know. Yeah. I wasn't comfortable with it. It was just, it was quiet. It was kind of like sterile. Like I, it was just me, like nothing maybe wrong with them, but it wasn't the culture that I would thrive in or be happy in. Um, Yeah. And especially coming from like uh working with uh the casting agency and yeah where it's like so family like and close and interconnected and all that that's the word i was gonna use it was like a family like there was like inside jokes there was like twitter memes that were saying in real life and it was just like there's music playing like it was just completely night and day to my previous fashion much warmer yeah even at new icon like it was a small agency everyone was young and hip and fun like i just i didn't know but i learned yeah very quickly um, right. But when I started at W, I was like, all right, this is it. Like, I'm going to work in magazines. Like, it was so incredible being able to see the behind the scenes of a magazine and all the work that goes into the photo shoot. Like, all the editors mm-hmm. getting together and, like, what brands are we going to have and reaching out to PR companies and, like, what are we going to pull? And then seeing it yeah. on the reports and, like, I would have to go onto, like, Vogue Runway and say, okay, we want this look. We want this look. Compile it all together. And wow, then, that's insane. Like, so My like, heart. It was wild. And then like seeing the actual pieces come in and like the big shipment boxes and like my job was to physically like open up the box, like make sure yeah, everything do was the there. checks and everything. Yes, make sure everything was there, nothing was ripped, like take pictures. You have to document everything multiple times because it's like such expensive 
I mean, it's yeah, kind of your for insurance purposes, because exactly. they're all like insured for hundreds and thousands of bucks. Yeah, like, like that's why it was a really high stress job, honestly, because like if there was one earring, like pair of earrings missing under the whole pack, like that's your ass. Like, why didn't you? Yeah, why didn't you say call the police? Pack? Yeah, because now where is it? Like, yeah. Um, but that was really, really incredible, what? especially physically touching. What? What? I'm so Did sorry it? not to cut you off. No, and, uh, but I just, I just saw what Black China was wearing. <laughs> That's for the Grammys. Oh, no. Jane just had a physical reaction. Why did she she still get invited to things? I don't know. (laughs) Like, you, like, I thought, like, someone died or something. No. I thought you had a pickup. That's hilarious. No, I just saw, because I was, like, going over, making sure, like, nothing major was currently happening on the red carpet. Making sure Beyonce hasn't showed up yet. Yeah. No, Mm -hmm. I mean... I know we have a runner <laughs> um, right. giving us the like lowdown when she's like on the red carpet. It's yeah. gonna hit the red carpet, but still. Yeah, yeah. We have a remote reporter get ready to <laughs> give us live Beyonce updates. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Back to this. But you um, you did escape that escape New York and landed in Miami. I yes, did. tell us about um, how Miami's going for you. Well, yeah, I took this past summer to just regroup mentally, financially, like New York City and the fashion industry mm-hmm. had just put me through the ringer. Um, yeah. So I had to figure out what do I want out of my life. Like, New York, you have to work really fucking hard. Like, that's what it yeah. is. Like, New York is a lot of things, but it's grit, it's fast, it's hard work, and I yep. kind of like some leisure in my it's life. It's going to... New York is going to test your endurance, like, in every single way possible. Absolutely. And you kind of just have to be prepared for that. Yep. And I felt like I had been tested, babe. I was like, all right, thank you. You've shown me what I could do. I've tried my best. <laughs> tested and failed. Yes. Like, I will take my L. Thank you very much. So I was kind of in between, yeah. like, New York, not New York, um, Miami and LA. I thought about Columbus, mm-hmm. Ohio, because there's a lot of fashion brands there. And that's where I went to school. But, like, I just yeah. I need more diversity. I need more culture. I wanted more of, like, a global city. So, yeah. LA was Once you get hard. a taste of, like, big city life, it's really hard to go back. Absolutely. Truly. Um, so, yeah. And honestly, Miami happened just as fast. I think I just am insane and <laughs> live off of adrenaline or something. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like we said, like, we're both addicted to, uh, like, level jumping. Like in my person, like in my career, I'm just so addicted to like promotions. And once I get the promotion, I'm no longer motivated to do the job. Like I'm it's, over it. It's bad. Like, I just like the challenge of it. And I, I don't want to be like that, but it's like, y'all keep giving me reasons to want to leave. Like I want to be somewhere and I want to stay. And I think my next yeah. is going to be that. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I was working at Will- Wilhelmina Models the past couple months as a booking assistant. Um, wow. And that was, again, incredible experience, but it's a big company. It's more corporate than I was comfortable with. And I had reached out yeah. to other brands that are Miami-based because, again, it's not amazing. It's not amazing pay. I mean, it's entry level. Like, I needed something on the side. So I had reached yeah. out to other brands asking for, like, part-time work. And there's a brand here in Miami. It's called Voight. And I have been following this brand for years. On yes. The yes. It's kind of They have the cutest lingerie. Yes. Yes. Like, it's, again, mm-hmm. it's very organic. Like, I had just been following them on Twitter, came across their tweets, and I've seen them grow yeah. from selling hoop earrings and calendars to becoming, like, yes. a much bigger brand. And they do, like, sex toys and, like, yeah. all other types of stuff, too. Yeah, they do, like, it's um, amazing. swimwear and lingerie. We're going to get more into apparel now. But I, start, I, I just reached out to them. Again, same thing. This is who I am. This is my 
resume. That's yeah. like, oh, I want to work Straight for you. Straight up. I started working for them full time and like off the bat, they are. And now you have like the New York resume, like you have the New York Fashion Week resume to back you up. So like you can kind of just walk into the room and be like, hey, yeah, like not only do I want an opportunity, I have so much to offer. That is exactly how I felt. And like during those hard times in New York, that's why I told myself, like I'm doing it for that reason, because after here, I, I can go anywhere. Um, yeah and yeah. like new york like no shade to like any other city scene but like yeah, the value of new york city experience outweighs any other city it's let's be real it's untouchable period um, still so yeah they they i was working for them just part-time and they offered me a full-time role like honestly pretty quickly and that was insane amazing everything else i had to like beg and plead but they they offered it to me and I had yeah. just, I had just moved straight here. up not playing. Literally, like, that was like honestly, it made me feel like all the trials and tribulations that I just told you guys about was worth it in that fucking moment. I was like, wait, absolutely. Like, I've kind of you know earned my strength yeah. a little bit. Um, and it's such a full circle moment. Exactly, and like well, I didn't know what Miami would hold me moving here. Like I loved working at Wilhelmina, and like it, I was sad to leave, but I, I just felt mm-hmm. like this was just the perfect fit for me. So I'm studying there full time, yeah. actually. Um, I'm going to Australia for a couple days or like a week and a half. And then once I come back, I'm starting their full time. She travels. Yeah, I love that. Yes, I'm super, super, I'm so super excited for you. And I think it's such a perfect match. Like their branding is so young and so fresh. So and like, sexy. I think it's going to be such a, yes, it's going to be such an amazing fit for you. Thank you so much. It's not like a big corporation. Like they're all, it's a small team. They're super young, passionate. Mm-hmm. And again, like it feels the fact that they wanted me and they were able to like, meet me where I'm at makes me want to work even harder for them. And yeah, Love I'm that. excited for this chapter. Awesome. Okay. Well, we're so excited to see how you grow up the brand and yeah, we're just so excited for your journey. Um, I think we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Yeah. Wait, you hated it? Hey, we're back. <laughs> Wait, okay. Hang on, we're back. <laughs> Break is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, excuse Wait, repeat what you just said. I did not like Beyonce's Rock Nation brunch look, the Garrett Pugh look. Pugh, yeah. Yes, that's who designed it. Gareth like Pugh. Gareth Pugh, yes. I didn't know. Okay, like what? Why? What were your, what, why? I need to understand these feelings. Uh, it was just, um, the metal piece on the, on the Brit, on like the abs, mm-hmm. look like abs, look like yeah. a lobster's oh. stomach. Oh, gross. I and didn't just, know. It was like, it was like mirrored and just like the shape of it. It, I was very underwhelmed and I understood that it goes with the idea like alien superstar, maybe what she's trying to do. Yeah, disco era. theme. But if I'm being honest, besides um the Renaissance packages for like, you know, the visuals, what I mean, there are no visuals, but I mean that little snippet that we saw. Yeah, as of recording, because yeah. watch her re- drop the visuals like in an hour. Yeah, better. 
But I'm not currently loving Beyonce's current styling. Wow. I mean, I, how do you feel about it, Sydney? Um, I kind of agree with Jaden just on the Rock Nation outfit. I love the idea of it. Wow. I, love, I, love the, I love the risk that she took. Like, it goes with Alien Superstar. Yeah. The execution fell flat for me a little bit. It looked a little I bit okay. cheap. I don't know who I am to be calling Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, it, it looked like if you walked into it, it would, like, like fold. It was a bang. It was like, like bang. Samira would fall. It looked like he would fucking fall over. Oh my god. Okay. Wow. I really was not expecting that. I mean, I I I enjoyed it, but like I do think I enjoyed it more so for like the risk that she yeah. took. Yeah. I think I enjoy the fact that Beyonce is wearing Gareth Hughes. Yeah. Um, but it did look like a little costumey. I I'm not gonna lie. Exactly. Yeah, it's not. I mean, but I am enjoying like the disco party girl aesthetic that she's been doing recently. I like it for the album, but her like day-to-day looks, her like everyday look, I'm not yeah. impressed by. I think when I look at Beyonce like styled eras, my, I will say my favorite Beyonce stylist for her like just day-to-day is Zarina Akers. Love her. Yeah. Don't know, don't know, they don't work together anymore. Someone, if you know the tea, let us know. Oof. We're never but, gonna we're never gonna find that no, one. Out. Never, no, I no, feel like that's no, never in the vault already. But I'm just not impressed with um mm. her day-to-day. But like the Renaissance era, like um actual visuals and yeah. I mean costume, like costumes I love, but just some things have been quite misses for me. Yeah, I think I've just accepted in my mind that like when I think of Beyonce's fashion, I think like stage showgirl yeah. look. Like yeah. I think leotard. Yeah. So I don't really like expect that big, much, honestly. Day to day fashion inspiration for me. She has yeah. some great like stage red carpet looks, but yeah. Okay, so. Um, despite <laughs> we got Beyonce sidetracked, <laughs> I forgot what we were supposed to be talking about for a minute. Oh my gosh! Um, but okay, let's get back on topic. So, we decided uh to dip into a little bit of fashion mess, um, because there was quite a bit of stirring on fashion social media this week. Um, as an article entitled The Promise of Pierre Moss was dropped by The Cut this week discussing one of, I, I'm, you know, hesitant to say, one of the kind of like foundational brands for sample size. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. The article caused a lot of ripples on social media as several anonymous former employees painted a, a picture of a chaotic behind the scenes work culture um, and a very unflattering and almost egotistical image of uh, Kirby himself. There were several accounts of mistreatment of staff um, and allegations of misappropriation of funds. Um, which is very contradictory to the kind of thesis statement of Kirby's work um, because Pierre Moss has always addressed issues of systematic inequality uh, that Black Americans face. And to have these accounts of uh, people being underpaid and treated with a lack of respect was really shocking to a lot of fans and supporters and definitely to us over here at Sample Size. So... Uh, before I start, 
yeah, before I start monologuing, uh, let's get our guest opinion first. Sydney, how did you feel? Okay, so before I even <laughs> opened the article, I saw it on my Twitter feed. Boom. I sent it in the group chat to Noelle yeah. and yeah. Because, like, well, I think when I first met Noelle in person, like, we talked about, like, our inspirations in fashion you told me like mm-hmm. you had snuck into one of his shows and that's how you went yep. and so like when i think of pierre moss i instantly associate that with you too and with sample size um, no it's true and i was that's like good. i need to i need to hear what they have to say yeah it's very because kirby and pierre moss is, is very important to us at Sample Size Media, and even not just mm-hmm. the two of us, when we talk about like year zero for Sample Size, um, our friend Tone was a big yeah. fan of Kirby as well. And yes. it was often, he was often talked about on the show and what he meant yeah. to us as Black fashion lovers. When you yeah. think about Black fashion, you thought about Pierre Moss. Absolutely. So yeah. this hit home and was very like confusing. But something that they mentioned as far as the brand's business made sense mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Noelle and I had some points of like, what's happening with the brand? Where yeah. are they? Yeah, we definitely like, and there was a couple points, like even uh, definitely after like the release of the handbags where we were kind of like, uh, like what happened? Like we haven't yeah. seen them on like the fashion week schedule for like at this point, a couple years, like, yeah this kind of like radio silence on the brand side. So really, I mean, it, it, it was, it came as a shock. Like, I, I think what came as a shock is like the behaviors and like the actions were, was the kind of shocking part. But like the fact that they were having issues in general, wasn't shocking because it was kind of obvious. Like yeah. this was a brand that went from like being one of the most talked about names in fashion to like, basically not producing anything for two years straight. I think one thing that um, is very important about this article, because it did stir up a lot of issues online and just to anyone. A lot of discourse. Yes. Is I think some people are are, like offended by the knowledge, offended by the expose and the information that was given as if yeah. some people on one side want to be like, oh, look at you guys trying to tear down this black designer. And I hated because the reality is just because a person from a marginalized group who is saying that he's fighting for marginalized people, we see that he's still breaking down and is still abusing his space that people put on him on this pedestal. And the article they talk about Kirby is basically an egomaniac. Yeah, there definitely was kind of the, oh, y'all just want to bring a good black man down lobby kind of in defense but like i find that argument so frustrating because it's like first of all you're ignoring the fact that like this was a black woman who wrote this and like yeah the cut is i don't even consider the cut a white publication like their editor-in-chief is a black woman as well like it was like good journalism and like she wasn't even um she wasn't even like that harsh on him. If anything, it just made him seem like a dick, but like a dick, it, it, it posed the question of like, where can we go from here? There is space for him to come back and there is still a, obviously a very loyal customer base and we want to see him do better. But 
it is disappointing when someone who has made so much of their identity about equity for our community turns around and marginalizes like other members of the community in the same ways that we're fighting against. And that is criticism that if we don't vocalize it, then we'll never be able to fix these issues. And these, this will continue to be an unspoken issue throughout the industry. Like, because it's happening at all brands. It's not just happening at Pier Moss. Because what was interesting to me, besides of, like, Twitter goers and people, you know, who are laughing about the article or just talking about the article, none of his peers said anything. Kirby's also connected to a lot of celebrities. No one brought brought any of this up. And I thought it was weird that in there there was a section about how he would, like, talk shit about Virgil. And no one, no one commented and you know what? Everyone just said, you know what? Let me mind my business. Yeah. Oh, let me mind my business. Yeah, let me mind my business. Because that's dark-sided. I'm sorry. To it's me, dark-sided. That even more, like, truthful and hard-hitting. Because, like, your peers yeah. and the people that loved you and supported you and really have been rooting for you, they were probably the sources for a lot of the material in the article. Like, And they probably didn't want to speak and yeah. like, punch down on him more. You know what I mean? Like, to me, that just proved to be even more true. No shade, like, because Pierre Moss was kind of, like, one of those brands that attracted, like, a lot of Black creative talent, bitch, that hiring pool is only so small. I think, what? I think that someone was just, like, grabbing drinks or grabbing dinner or whatever, and it kind of came up, like, organically in conversation, or maybe there was, like, one little comment, yeah. and it was, like, oh, yeah. bitch, and then it just kept like, yeah. spilling out. Like, I don't think anyone really maybe had it out for him or wanted to like tear him down. No. Like, I think it just became this whole big thing that happened organically. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think mean, like, it could have been the ahead. person who had to make that gigantic hand for the couture show. They were like, fuck this. Nigga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, it was, it was a team member with a grudge. Like, Oh shit. I'm tired of having to pretend that this couture collection was good. <laughs> who had to wear like peanut butter <laughs> oh, oh yeah or oh, the one who had yeah. to wear i would like to issue a public statement apologizing for my defense of that collection because <laughs> in retrospect it yeah. is ugly as fuck it we just ugly. love him and we love the brand and you want we love the message i was ready to defend yeah yeah concept but the execution <sighs> Was a not lot it. of people were like, oh, in yeah, retrospect, okay. uh, not so hot take because I feel like everyone will agree with this. I feel like Christopher John Rogers should have been the first black designer to debate debut official couture collection. Period. Fair. Yeah, it's, it's like that would have been the show that like we deserved. Yeah, but the fact that mm-hmm. Kirby did that one couture show and then like nothing because dropped off the face of the so earth, bitch. Yeah, yeah, they didn't say it was a guest spot. They he was invited, so usually yeah. you're invited and you continue. <laughs> That's the other aspect of, of of even why I'm like disappointed is like I feel like there's no excuse because he was the one brand that had all of the industry support. Like you had opportunities and like and of course like there might be like personal issues and like you're as a marginalized person, you're still gonna have issues like being discriminated against when you're trying to uh get contracts and what and whatnot. But like you and you basically had Anna Wintour like eating out the palm of your hand. At that point, you should be able to leverage those connections. Like, period. There's no excuse, in my opinion. I was saying, but the article said that he started designing this connect, uh, the collection like two months beforehand. 
he did it looks not, like it. He did not like try <laughs> a long time. And yes, it does look like it. So it's like it looks like it. So did you not care, or did you really think, oh, I can do whatever, and Evan will eat it up? Which one? I think it's. It, I think it was number two. Yeah. I want to say it was the ego. Yeah, it was. Well, no. I wonder if that, if that collection was kind of the breaking point of like, oh shit, like I'm him, like I could do whatever, like I was the first black designer to be invited to the fashion. Like I wonder yeah. if maybe that was kind of like the peak of everything. Yeah, and then when everyone else around him was started looking at him, like, okay, maybe <laughs> we should do something about this. Maybe we should say something. Fly to the left, like, come on. <laughs> Well, I do want to ask this because I don't want to like dogpile, you know, dogpile the man too much. What do you think, uh, if possible, what do you think that he can do to kind of come back into like public consciousness and like regain favor with the fashion community? I think honestly, maybe he should just be honest about what happened um i think yeah it's really it's a really difficult space to navigate this industry especially as like a marginalized per- person so i can't imagine the pressure that you yeah. have been put under and i feel like maybe there's kind of like it's like black and white like maybe you're under all this pressure you have like imposter syndrome and then you finally yeah help, and then you're like mm-hmm. your ego goes to your head like it's kind of like one way or the other um yeah so i think maybe if he was just honest like you guys are right like it was a lot of pressure i was given all these accolades and awards and i just didn't know how to how to handle Handle it it. yeah and just kind of take it with grace and i think people will welcome him back i was saying i think that is the most important part obviously apologizing but i think he really would have to strip the brand bare and like expose so much yeah within the brand and within the business that we cannot see because yeah they're gonna have to say okay all those things are true or all those things are not and here's why right and yeah. fix it and and i i like i almost even if they aren't true or even if they are like exaggerated for the drama of the article i almost don't want to hear it i almost like just want to see how you're improving going yeah, forward because at the end of the day like it, it doesn't matter it's it's too much of like a hit to who you say you are as a person and who you say your brand is for you to even like play around and kind of like dodge the allegations um but yeah i think like uh i think like you know uh the brand and kirby have done like a lot of great work through their charity friends in new york i believe it's called Mm -hmm. or friends of new york um new york your friends in new york yeah so i think it might be really smart to kind of like leverage that arm of his brand to really show that like he's giving back to the community and like give us some real transparency into what he's doing going forward yeah hoping for the best yeah yeah, yeah. hoping the best you know god bless your soul yeah come back to us um because you made some really cool garments and i like your shoes sometimes <laughs> yeah when we could get our hands on them or if they were ever in stock. Or ever oh, yeah, because every time I tried to... Okay, we're about to cut, but there was one time <laughs> I... Like, when what? I shoes were coming out and I purchased them, I got yeah. it, size 11, and then the next day I got an email, oh, sorry, we accidentally sold too many, so here's a refund. Did you sell too many or did you only have four in stock? Exactly. So, I mean... I will say one thing that I really I appreciate about the article is that there's Mm -hmm. so much that goes into running a fashion brand. Like, you would have the best marketing and the best brand, but if you don't have, like, your 
the business aspects yeah, of it like, if you do not have a supply chain yeah, bitch how are you gonna sell a product hire someone what are you doing yeah yeah like it's easy to get caught up on like the goods and glam but at the end of the day it's a business like you have to have all that yep order. and it's so interesting so it's so interesting and i think we're definitely gonna have to add this to like our creative directors episode in the future but like a creative director kind of also has to be a business manager depending on how big the the brand is 100%. and we saw in like this case he wasn't really able to do that but all right y'all we are going to take one more little break before we get into the grammys review um and we'll be right back Now we're doing our Grammys coverage. We're semi-live. The show's currently on, and we're searching for Beyonce. We're trying to find a photo of Beyonce. Yeah, this is live uh, fashion reporter coverage. We're here covering the 2023 Grammy Awards. And so far, these outfits suck. They're very <laughs> underwhelmed. I'm so bored. Okay, let's it's see. All right, let me try to find one positive. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Okay, I'll start out with the obvious. Um, we have Cardi B in this blue. What is this? This is not a Scaparelli, but no, it's not Scaparelli. Um, it it's is. Oh, I got it. It's by Indian Couture Couturier Guave. Oh, I can't. This is <laughs> not. This is the first name. I think I know who it is. <laughs> There's too many vowels in it. Um, it's G A U R A V, Guarav, Gupta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guarav Gupta. Those Asian designers well, are designing their ass off. Yeah, this is gorgeous. I love like, that Cardi has just fully embraced being a fashion girl. It's been years now in the making. Like on a red carpet, she loves to have a yeah. moment. She, I think she did the very very smart thing of like solidifying an amazing creative team mm-hmm. because they like have not missed in a like in a very long time they have not missed especially, i love it especially because a lot of the time i'm sorry i like cardi but the music does fall flat so i think oh, her yeah. dressing like her, this, her becoming like a fashion yeah. icon in a way really helps her her celebrity her career become stay more relevant because not like you will look for yeah. her on the red carpet maybe before you would look for her new single yes. and i think she knows that low-key yeah. like she's kind of like i'm an i'm just like an entertainer yeah now i'm not even like a rap girl yeah it's what zendaya did as well because yes. she's spoken about openly yeah. how- she was not. She was working on Disney Channel, but she got a, an amazing stylist, and mm-hmm. she wasn't doing like the work. She wasn't being nominated for things that had her at the shows, the red carpet. But they, she was invited yeah. because she was going to look amazing. Yeah, because she you know her before image. exactly mm-hmm. because before Euphoria, um, Zendaya was beating the she can't act allegations. Yeah, so, yeah, the Disney child actor yeah. allegations. Yeah. But she's like, okay, she yeah. can pull a look. Yep, and Cardi will always pull a look. 
Okay, let's talk about another lady who recently I feel like is using the power of turning a look to kind of rebrand a little. Um, a podcast fave, Miss Doja Cat. You know what you're going to say. Versace, yes. yes, our girl. Yes. Oh, God. Thoughts and feelings. I'm going to get myself in trouble. I, um, yeah. I'm a bit underwhelmed. I'm a bit underwhelmed, <laughs> but only because yes. she sets the bar so high. Okay. Only yeah. because she said yes. she's so high, because she's, she's that girl. Go ahead, Jaden. It's nothing special to me. Uh, it's a black vinyl Versace look, which I'm like, Versace, like Donatella made this? Why? Why Versace for this? I feel like this is a Brooklyn Heights gown, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> like, not Brooklyn Heights. Yes, she looks like she's about to tell me to lip, sy- to lip sync for my life, and I hate it. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, she doesn't this look like something like Alaska would wear? It does look like Alaska would wear. It looks like I a garbage bag dress. I was gonna say I need a ratty high ass wig. Yes, a gigantic blonde beehive. Like this is Alaska's whole look. Yeah. Which I kind of appreciate the fact that Doja Cat is basically just a drag queen now. <laughs> yes, yeah. she is. I I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy it so much. She's sick of the music. I was um, more. I want music. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I want I mean, music. In yeah. her recent Variety article, she talked about like what the music is going to be like and how she hyped it yeah. up a lot. Like an album should be coming out this year, and she also talked about I'm she had, like teased her Grammy look, being like, "Oh, I can't say too much about it, but it's great. It's different than what we, people would expect." This she is she was not, talking about this. I don't know. I was like, something ha- did that original look like fall? Like it, it, she must be talking like, about her performance look or something. She must be because this is not. <laughs> no, I was like, ain't no way. <laughs> Yeah. No way. I mean, it's 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 nice and like the corset. Uh, she's corseted to death in this. She looks fantastic, yeah. but it's just very plain. Like it fits. It fits. That's all I can say. Yeah, it, it's her it's body. On, it's on her body right now. But it is on. That's it is on. on. Um, any other thing that I like? I don't know. There's nothing stellar. Like menswear. Like the guys on the red carpet are kind of. Oh, Miguel. Oh, yes, Miguel looks great. Yeah. Miguel wearing uh, diesel. Yes. Wearing uh, kind of like an acid wash hoodie situation, almost like bolero. It's Is is the hat attached to the hoodie? I don't know. Is it? What's going I want to say here? yes, because how is it sitting up so high? Yeah. I feel like he yeah. looks great. Baseball though. cap hoodie. Yeah, it's fun. I like the shades. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. I, another menswear look that I did enjoy is um, what is his name? Steve Lacey. He's wearing Saint Laurent, which I expected someone to wear a Saint Laurent menswear look, mm-hmm. but I I posted about it. But I was hoping it would be one of the more exaggerated looks that had more structure or more like glamour to it. But yeah. still, like the shoes kind. That's all I, I know he's making like a signature look, but I kind of want him to put down the glasses. I can't lie. I see. I feel like I've seen him oh. in these glasses. So <laughs> yes. like, I know that's like his look right now, but like I'm bored. Yeah, but that's on. Like those sunglasses are everybody's look right now. That's yeah. true. That's very true. Like I'm so tired of them. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of like very over like the remnants of like the Balenciaga army clone look. Like, why is everyone still dressing like that? Yeah, like I thought we decided that was over. It is, but they'll be back in a minute. Balenciaga, they're like doing that. You know, we talked about their like moment of quiet, and then people will be back wearing Balenciaga. It's fine. 
Are you excited for what they're going to do next? I am. Not going to lie. I am. Yeah. I hope it's something different. I don't want to. I want them to. I thought they would like clean house. Like, I know Demna makes them a a fuck ton of money, but like, I'm just ready to see Balenciaga under a different house. Or a different different creative director. They had put out a statement saying, trying to say that Demna was not like, had, was not related to this incident at all. They like, put blame yeah they completely the tried to deny it initially yeah so i don't think they would fire him initially but hey it could happen i don't know i think yeah lentega under someone who's a lot better would be really fun um it's just i'm i'm bored really speaking of bored I know, I'm like, <laughs> these grammys looks rolling through God. trying to find something to comment about like <gasps> like yeah, y'all we are really like struggling here we thought that we were gonna have jokes on, on jokes on jokes but like the outfits aren't even good enough to really drag Honestly, you know when something is so boring or so bad you're like y'all i don't even want to comment like i feel like these people i'm scrolling down like the list and i feel like these people could be dressed for any event wait i did skip who i had an um, like an emotional reaction to a physical reaction to which is which is black china (laughs) whatever she is doing it's giving sleep paralysis demon like it really is this this is scary i want her to get a team that cares about her I I want her to get a team that will not lie to her because someone clearly lied to her. But like again, like, I, I the appreciate budget? the F oh. <laughs> No, this looks it's it's actually I mean it's a good costume, but it looks like like a costume. Yeah. It does, and the makeup is not it. <sighs> yeah, no, the nude lip is it's giving not great. No. Yes, yes, the makeup is is taking me to corpse town. <laughs> What was that thing that she was embezzled? <laughs> embezzled. <laughs> that is maybe she does need to embezzle something to to hire someone that's killing it. We're back and ready to close out this episode because unfortunately the Grammys red carpet is a flop and we have jobs and we want to go to bed. Yeah, I can't (laughs) wait for Beyonce forever. Just like I will be waiting for the Renaissance tickets. I'm not doing this again. Oh no, I'm ready for those. Yeah. I'm gonna wait for those. Yeah, we're gonna try to go. Absolutely. I need to see her perform heated live. Right? I'm just overwhelmed by the Ticketmaster situation. I don't know how it works. Yeah, and like, as like, I don't think anyone who signed up with Ticketmaster got like the waiting list confirmation, and they're sending out the confirmations now, so I'm like constantly checking my emails, but oof, fingers crossed. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Ticketmaster, fuck you, but Beyonce, um, I do want to see you in Club Renaissance. <laughs> like, yes. Come on. Yes. Come on. So... Okay fashion with friends we're gonna try to end out on a positive note 
And we're going to get our guests to talk about something that they enjoy. And then, of course, me and Jaden will join in, too. Oh, God. Okay, so I feel like I don't watch a lot of TV or movies, yeah. to be honest. Like, like yeah. I kind of have my favorite ones, and I watch them over and over and over again because mm. of the name. Um, but just, like, a life thing that I've really been enjoying. Yes, anything. Kind of kind of embarrassing that I'm going to say it. No, it's but okay. I'm a recent Soho House member, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, oh, embarrassing. What do you mean? It's, because it's like, who are you? Like, I don't know. But it's, I'm mm. proud to have the Sanders one Noel is on here because me and Noel tried to go to an event. <laughs> yep. And we didn't realize it was members only. <sighs> Truly we a like, humbling experience, unfortunately. We were planning all day to go. And then we were like, well, maybe we should, should we call and ask. Like, yeah, yeah, just in case, let's call ahead. And they're like, yeah, it's, it's members only. Yeah, um, no brokies allowed. Yeah, literally, they're like, who are you? But um, I went only a handful of times, and it's so cool. It's so cool down here. Like, yeah. amazing vibe, amazing drinks. And I've met people who are like, interior designers and people that like own hotels and do you think it's like do you think the networking is actually worth the the price of admission and stuff um so i have only been a member for a couple of weeks and i've only gone a handful of times but so far i'm gonna say yes um yeah actually she just started working there too and she's met like a woman who's a writer and um she has her own like perfume line at sephora and she was just in like promoting her perfume like it's just it's so many different sectors of creative yeah um and i'm I'm excited to get to spend more time there and meet more people and i love that i make friends too like i really don't have that many friends here in my so i'm excited to meet other like young creatives so yeah in my life i'm very i've been loving that lately i love that for you we're stepping up in life like soho house like mm, i don't know (laughs) right i have a co-worker who's a member i need to start being nice to him (laughs) (laughs) well okay i love that for you little slight on the podcast come on Mm-hmm. Okay, Jaden, what's yours? Okay, so one thing about me, I love music. I always say my two f- loves in life are fashion and music. And when mm-hmm. I get to the point where we can meld those together, y'all better watch out. So yes. an album that I've been obsessed with is this artist, Aya Nakamura. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's this French artist. And I really love like international music. Her music, mm-hmm. she, her album um, came out like the end of January. I think it's called DNK. I don't know what that is supposed to mean, but it does she sing so in good. English or French or it's both? French. It's French. Oh, okay, uh, love that. There, there'll be like a um, English word, but she is a she's a black artist. So okay, um, love and her music is so good. She's so beautiful, and I don't know. She became a little famous when she had a single that kind of blew up. It was called Jaja. I'm not going to sing it. I'm not going to embarrass myself like that. But I really would recommend this album. It is so amazing. And I think my favorite song is, well, Baby is like one of her singles right now. And she has this Mm -hmm. other song. um, I can't remember the name of it. But it's with um, featuring this other artist, like Tia Cola. uh, That's how I pronounce it. There are also another like French group. I, right now, what I'm really into is like French R&B. Love that. Right, you're so cultured. Literally. And like it's... Soho House. Like... <laughs> no, that uh, shut up. Yeah, That's amazing. So 
But like French R and B or even like Dutch R and B, it's so cool mm-hmm. because I really think Dutch some of the production right casually just saying Dutch R and B. I really think casually some of the production. It's just amazing. I don't know, and I just I heard like one song and I just kind of like dove into it, and I think mm-hmm. some of the sounds are eventually going to come here into like the U.S. How we do production, but there are like amazing artists that I would recommend for everyone to check out. Love that. Okay, maybe we need to start doing like a music moment on like our social media, oh, yeah, like a yeah. like a, a weekly recommendation. Yeah, that would be really fun. Yeah, that'd yeah, be cute. We can put on to some Dutch R and B artists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look out yeah. for that on our page, y'all. Sample size media. Quickly, my favorite thing um, is definitely my unorthodox life season two. I sped run through the season because I am obsessed with Julia Hart and her psychotic ass children. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I got it spoiled. I got like basically all of like the plot points spoiled by Jaden. But yeah, I mean. Okay, what is it about for those that haven't heard of it? Okay, so Julia Hart is the uh, now ex-CEO of Elite Worldwide Modeling Group. Um, and basically in the first season of the show, like the whole, she's also like the survivor of like an, uh, a very religious, uh, Hasidic traditional Jewish cult. Um, and like her whole storyline was like, she became the creative director of La Perla and then the, uh, CEO of elite models within like five years, like after coming out of the cult. Yeah. It's insane. She's insanely wealthy. She has like uh three or four four kids who are all like in different stages of getting away from the religion so she has like some kids that are still like deep deep into the traditional fundamentalist religion she got like a a lesbian daughter she has like some kids that are in between in the middle and then it's season but you didn't hear that oh oh, the son you think the son is gay he's something I think he's just like a super virgin and super awkward. Maybe you could be right, but like I don't know. Rich, but when you're rich, and like it doesn't matter if you're like awkward. But they're like rich and ex cult members. They're they're billionaire ex cult members. Yeah, it's what the fuck. It's so yeah. good, and like their fashion is terrible. Like the mom has no personal boundaries. She's a psycho. She's obsessed with talking about her daughter's sex life. Like it's so good. Yes, yes. And then season two, she gets a divorce from her husband, and that's when you found out that basically the whole time, like she only got the position because she was married to the CEO of Elite Worldwide. Yes. Or Elite, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. He owned the company, and he fires her on camera. <laughs> she literally gets the termination email like on camera as the Netflix cameras are rolling. What do you think Listen, that was real? Y'all know I got this. I feel like that. I feel like that was the only real thing about the show. Okay. Because she was str- she was like shell shocked. Yeah, she was. It's so good. Yeah. It's such a good show. Um, yeah. Like, like Noel said, they dress tacky. It's very giving. Her style is kind of like Real Housewives. Yes. But- yes. Yeah. But like on a billionaire's budget. Yeah, which is insane. Like, come yeah. on, but, but yeah, say, that is long ass flight ahead of me. Y'all have just cured. Like, that's yes. what I'm gonna do. You are gonna be hooked from the first episode. What's it on? Netflix. Netflix. Yes, Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Yeah, highly recommend. Please bring it back for season three. Um, I need to know what happens. I'm obsessed. Oh my God. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Maybe we should read her book. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should read her book. Yeah, we should do a book club. You guys know you guys need to watch that Kelly Catrone show I was talking about. I've watched it. Go ahead. What is it? A little bit. Like, I know here and there. I don't think I've watched, like, a full stop. stop. Ooh. I don't think I've watched a full start to stop. But I think I know it. It's good. It's like it's yeah. like 2000s like NYC fashion PR company putting on all these shows. Like, Love that. Okay, cool. So that's on the recommendation list too for this episode. Yeah, we yeah. gotta hit them with a lot of good things to listen to, to watch, to mm-hmm. you know, welcome, welcome to the world of Sambasize Media. Honestly, yeah, Ooh, we're putting y'all on. We're putting y'all on. Let's do it. All right, y'all. I think we're ready to wrap this episode up. We are. It was a hot mess, but in a fun way. And that's what Fashion with Friends is going to be. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of unscripted and just about seeing like the real us and introducing you to our friends or people in this community that we yeah. love and like support because Simplified Media is a community. And that's what it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys, it was such an honor. I love seeing your beautiful faces. Thank you so much oh. for having me. Like I said, I know this is your passion project, so I really appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you so much for joining us. It honestly felt just like a family reunion. It really did. Okay, and um, before we log off, can we say yes on, on the record the rebrands that yo you guys have done the pictures? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. you. The outfits, the lighting, the colors, the branding. Like you guys, thank not you. I'm so excited for the future. We gotta step it up, baby. Yeah, always, Love it. always the top. But but before we really go, is yes. there any? First, give us your social handles, and is there anything you want to promote before you leave? Yes. Oh, yes. So I am at Sydneyrella underscore on all social media, S-Y-D-N-E-Y-R-E-L-L-A underscore. And I'm possibly, you know, dipping my toe back into YouTube, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just, I've missed creating it for fun, and I've been in such a, like, grinding, depression Mm -hmm. for the past few years. I finally feel in a place where I'm happy and stable like mentally financially to just start creating content again so love that channel to sydney rella love that like comment subscribe as always yeah and if you want to find us we are sample size media on instagram and tiktok and i am noelle.wtf on instagram and tiktok Yes, and you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Jaden Wash. That is J-A-D-A-N-W-A-S-H. And see you soon. Yeah, don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever you're listening to. Um, Share on your stories. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We definitely appreciate it. Um, And we'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.